Hey, party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I'm joined by Josie Robo for a playthrough of Affection Game. Affection Game is a card-based role-playing game and gamified conversation aid. It is a deck of cards, each with a specific prompt designed to help the players facilitate difficult and deep conversations, practice active listening, and reveal their truths to the player across the table. The game itself is fascinating. It is simple. It is effective. The cards are decorated with these beautiful artwork of robots. It is just a wonderful experience, and I just really enjoyed playing it, and I think you're going to enjoy listening to it. That said, this episode is structurally a little bit different than usual, and I do want to take a moment to explain that. There's not really a story to this week's episode. Like, there usually is, like, we'll play a game and tell a story, and this episode's a little bit different. There is, like, the bones of a story in the cards themselves that kind of, like, map out the justification for why you're having the conversations you're having. But, like, Josie and I really just use the card prompts to, like, have a wonderful conversation between friends. I will often make jokes about, like, this show is not an interview podcast, it is a storytelling podcast, and so when people ask me to interview them on the show, like, I make fun of that. But if this were an interview podcast, this is what it would sound like. Which is also to say, like, this was one of my favorite episodes to listen back to in so, so long. I think it is a fascinating episode. It really upends the format of the show, and you just get to listen to two people have a lovely conversation, and, like, there's something really beautiful and special in that. I think you're going to really get a kick out of the episode. Anyway, Affection Game is currently available at thegamecrafter.com as well as on Roll20, as well as digitally on Josie's itch page, that's robohaven.itch.io. You can find links to all three of those in the show notes. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can kick off the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Josie Robo. Josie, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you. I, God, I could not be more excited for today's game. Why don't you take a moment at the top of the episode to let our lovely listeners at home know about exactly what we are playing, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Sure. Um, I, so Affection Game is a conversation tool or a communication game that I've designed um, primarily for guiding people through how to have a vulnerable, intentional conversation. So I've, I think over time I've come to terms with, it's hard for me to, to market this as a games game. It is more of a, this is my wish for the world. I would love to see people learn how to uh, have these tools in their pocket of how to communicate in an honest and uh, hopefully more caring format. That's incredible. Like what a, what an incredible, like immediate pitch. Cause like. I I I've, I have put a smile on my face immediately hearing that. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> I just need to call that out, you know? I'm I'm honored because um it's this at first was not even going to become a game for like public use. It was uh I just I I made this because uh my current partner uh when we got together I realized okay We've been friends for a very long time. I know that we both make games, but at the time I was making robot dating simulators. And I thought, what better way to uh, bring the tools that can uh, speak to our needs and our feelings? What better tool than a card game about communication? 
That's beautiful. Like, this is, this is, this is, I'm so excited to be playing this game today. This is going to be fantastic. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So, give us the, give us the, the pitch of the game, give us the hook of the game, and tell us what we need to do to prep. So, the pitch would be, um, Affection Game is a very small deck of cards where there are three levels of prompts. And levels one through three are based on the level of intimacy between the parties. So I've, I've marketed this as it's a game for anywhere between newly acquainted people to longtime friends and family, because intimacy, I think people automatically assume is about romance or sexuality when it's really just about how close are you with another person? Yes, yes, absolutely. Like that's something that that is something that like I've noticed uh doing the show is like the thing that I the thing that I call out when we sit down with people for party of one is that like this is an intimate experience. Like we are we are friends and peers playing a game together, but the the closeness of this interaction and I think that that I have found that often has that connotation of 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 romance of, of that particular form of relationship but the reality is that it is simply two people having that that close connection at a specific moment in time yes i'm, I'm, I'm like <laughs> my, my arms are waving like i'm so happy when i hear other people speaking up about it's there, there is so much that goes into any form of connection not just romantic being the be-all end-all so i'm so glad i'm so happy <laughs> Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's, it's, and that's one of the things that when, when, when you pitched me affection game and you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I love this idea because I love the idea of gamifying. Like you said, okay, we're saying those, that idea of gamifying those tools of building that connection and expressing those needs and wants and how we express those kinds of affection, um, in so many different formats. I think that's such a, it's such an incredible, a fascinating, like, way to look at how we as people interact with one another. Yes. All right, so walk us through the steps to get started. So to get started, if you are playing the physical format, um, it would be you hopefully have already figured out a space or a, or in the rules, it literally is choose an, a date and time to play. So that is to set the scene. If you're playing the virtual format, you likely have already done that in order to have your schedules align. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we've, we've completed that step. Yes. Next would be to stack the deck, which through um, in the physical format, it's a little bit easier because you can spread out all the cards and kind of pick and choose what prompts you feel comfortable in that day or night's session um, to speak to. In, in the case of um, the Roll20 format, in order to remove cards from the game, You'd have to, uh, with the, and this is another part that I will need editing out. Um, it's, I'm, I'm still learning all of these because this is a relatively new thing to me. To remove cards from the game with the deck visible, hover over it and select choose. And I think I just have to literally drag all these cards onto the board. Yeah. And then we can kind of just, uh, put the ones back in the deck that we want to okay, use. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to pull all these cards out. All right. And then I can right click and uh, choose remove card. And I'll see if I can zoom out. Uh, 
All right, I think, yeah, I have all of the cards laid out. And here's where I can, um, or we can right click and choose from move card. Yes. Yes, yes. All right, so we've got all of our cards laid out in front of us. Should I give them, uh, I'll, you want me to give them a quick read through of just like the, the names of the cards to kind of give us an idea and then we could talk through which ones we want uh, to keep in and which ones we want to take yeah, out? absolutely. So we have Embrace, Sense, Devote, Support, Preen, Offer, Admire, Adore, Capture, Vent, Cherish, Confess, Soothe, Promise, Reminisce, Perform, and Reflect. So which of these do we want to... And I, I, I do want to call out that the... Uh, I'm just going to briefly call out that the art on all of them is amazing, and I love it. It is the first thing that caught my eye about the game, and it is... Uh, I, I, I truly adore it. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. I'm, I feel like that's something that people note, even if I'm selling at like art markets or like if I'm at a in-person event. The first thing that draws people to my booth is... Less so the fact that I'm showing a game and more so the actual robot characters on the cards. It's, it is, I mean, it is, it is dazzling. <laughs> so the, specifically I'm looking through the cards and I want to see if there's any that like, I, I don't want, uh, or any that I'm not particularly feeling today. Are there any cards that you are thinking you want to take off of the board? I feel like I would probably remove um, things that I associate with the level three section just because i do not know you as closely yeah. as i would like maybe that sounds good no i think member. that's probably a, that's probably a fair assessment i think that's a that seems reasonable for today's game awesome i think along the same lines i think the only other card i'm looking through all of them the only other card that i think i want to pull for the exact same reason is the adore yeah. card I think the other cards, I'm looking through them, and I think probably take Promise out. Right. I think is is in part because it requires uh, holding hands and we were playing Virtually, the, uh, yeah. uh, remotely. But I think otherwise, I think everything else on here feels great. Like, I'm looking at the question prompts and they all feel really, um, they feel good. They feel really good. They feel like it's going to be, a, they, they, they really feel like it's going to facilitate like a wonderful uh a wonderful conversation awesome yeah this feels great and and something that i and i mean i didn't think to bring this up earlier too um something that i let people know uh at live events is when i have the word companion or partner in uh on a card i don't just mean the person that you're playing with it can also be loose a loose term so it could even mean someone that you are fairly close with in your own personal life that I might not know. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. I love that. So let's put these back in. The that deck. is, that is, that is great to keep in mind. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. After we have shuffled our cards, all that's left to do is play, which we would basically take turns flipping over the cards and take turns each responding to the prompt. All right. That sounds great. So, would you like to draw the first yeah, card, or should I? I, I? I can draw the first card. That sounds great. So I will flip this card over. Our first card is devote. What is something you have devoted yourself to? I think uh, something that I have devoted myself to over time has been 
a quest for how can I help myself first and foremost uh, communicate better with others, and how can I share that? And secondary uh, would be how can I share those what I've learned with others. Mm-hmm. That was almost exactly going to be uh, the answer I was going to give. <laughs> Something that I've devoted myself to in the I've devoted my I've been devoting myself to that idea very specifically in like the last year. I did a formal mentorship for the first time last year. Oh. Um, I took part in the tabletop mentorship program. I I I had a mentor. We talked about actual play podcasting, and it was and like realizing that like there are more like there are very specific and direct ways of doing that was something that i was like this is a it, uh, last year was a big like kind of life change for me or a big like gold change because i kind of achieved some things that i've been chasing after for a long time yeah. and so like it was kind of a really crystallizing moment of like i've climbed the fur- <laughs> the mountain that i'd been climbing for 10 years and now it's time for something new and i think that's going to be what it is ooh I'm I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how that or well, I hope to see <laughs> how how that like um rolls out in in like your future works or just Yeah, me too. <laughs> I cuz it's one of those things where like I don't fully know how to action it yet. Right. But like I'm gonna but like putting it, it's I I for the first time in a very long time feel that excitement of like I don't know how to do something and I have to go out and learn it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. All right. Should I draw our next yes. card? Our next card is reminisce. Dive into your memories. Share a fond one you made with your companion. I think for this one, I also can uh, kick things off. Yeah. I, um, this is a actually a more recent memory made uh, that I fondly look like on. I... I recently introduced uh, my partner to some long-time family friends and also my parents. Very briefly, my parents, uh, much more so uh, those family friends. And this was all kind of leading up towards a New Year's lunch that my parents were hosting. And I I was so nervous the entire way through because my parents kind of have a weird relationship with who I am as a person and my relationships with other people. So I was incredibly, incredibly scared, like the evening before and the morning of that lunch where this was going to be the first time that my partner and parents ever were in the same room together. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not at all a nerve wracking experience. You know, it it, (laughs) totally cool and chill. It's something that you could do with with ease. (laughs) Yeah, easy. And I, I I never realized, like, that the best case scenario for me would be, or for the situation, uh, at the lunch with my parents and their, and their longtime friends was my parents kind of just, like, being introduced to my partner and then uh, them, my parents going back to, like, chatting with their friends. Like making it something completely normal, something. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. I see what you mean. So it it was not so much like a, okay, we want to like grill you about who you are as a person to my partner. It, instead, it was just more like a, oh, nice to meet you. And then they, my parents, just go back to their seats. <laughs> That's uh yeah, I mean like that is, 
in that exact situation, that's kind of one of the best case scenarios <laughs> you could possibly hope for. And that is uh, astound. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you got that best case scenario. Yes. It, like I even my, my partner wa- watched me like I think release my breath when we got back to the car after lunch was over and like cry a little bit because I I I felt so tense going in there for like this anticlimactic uh everything is kind of normal instead of high tension or um I don't know <laughs> some some worst case scenario well and that's the thing right like it is you know, there are absolutely those moments where you go into something thinking like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, this is go And, you know, there and like and it, it, that is it is it is it is it, it sucks to say a necessary <laughs> like step of preparation sometimes. But like there's that sense of like, you know, the relief of I didn't have to pull on the seven backup plans that I built is is such a palpable thing. Yes. And. Um, like there's there there that that is such a real feeling that I I have I I have been there many times. Um, that you talking about that sparked a, a very small and specific memory of like my partner commenting commenting on the visible relief that I saw <laughs> or that, that that she saw in me. Yes. Um, one of the best days of my life was when I got let go from the job that I had for, like, eight years. Oh, my God. Because the job had turned completely toxic, and they were on the verge of, like, firing me, and, like, it had just... It was just miserable. It was miserable. It was a job that I loved that turned toxic, so I stayed there longer than I should have because I was holding on to the idea that it could be good again. Yeah. And then one day, um, I will remember this for the rest of my life, because I launched a Kickstarter the day before. Oh, <laughs> um, and the Kickstarter was a game that I wrote that was inspired by toxic workplaces. <laughs> like it was a satirical RPG about toxic workplaces that a coworker at one point had to pull me aside and say, Jeff, you have to cut some of this material out of the game. You are going to get people in trouble. <laughs> so we hit we hit the gar- the green button. We went live. We, we funded like 75 percent of the game. Day one. Oh, day two. I drive into work. I get an email Tuesday. It's Tuesday. We hit we hit publish on Tuesday. Tuesday night, I get an email that says, come into the <gasps> office early on Wednesday. And I'm like, okay, all right. That's not good. Mm-hmm. And they announced, like, we're laying off something like 20% of the, the company. Oh, my God. Like, they're, they were like, we're making significant. It wasn't maybe not 20%, but they were like, we're making significant. We are formally announcing, like, significant layoffs. Oh, my God. And at the time, I remember standing there going, like, I really hope I let, let go today. <laughs> That would kick ass. <laughs> and sure enough, like, I go back to my desk, I get the phone call, I walk into a room, HR is mm-hmm. there. I walk back to my desk to gather my things, my coworkers are crying, and, like, I just have the biggest smile on my face. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm free. Like, I'm already actively job hunting, now I just get to do it from nine to five. Right, right. I and so like I pack up my stuff I leave and a couple of my one of my friends who also got let go who hated the job just as much as I did and we were both thrilled (laughs) we both go to a bar and the moment the first moment that I remember is that I am sitting processing this moment all of these emotions and I realize that the bar that I'm at is playing the song short people ain't got no reason to live by Randy Newman (laughs) and I'm just like this is the weirdest possible song to process all of this to. There's no weirder song than I could, I could possibly point to. 
in this instant. And I remember driving home, like we had our drink, we commiserated, I drove home. Jen walks in the door, takes a look at me and goes, oh my God, you look, you look like 10 years light. Like you look 10 years younger and 10 pounds lighter. Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I feel incredible. It's like I stopped on the drive home for a pretzel and a soda. I was just like, I was like, this is a great day for me. And like, there's that moment of like, I called my dad and he, the first thing he said was like, you sound like you're in a good mood. And I was like, well, funny story. So like there was, there was the, that is, that is, that is the memory that I treasure is like the day that I, I felt like everything was going to be okay. And honestly, like in the, I guess it's been. I guess that was 2018, so it's been oh. like four years since then. And like it has, at least in terms of my career, if not the world, for some very specific notable reasons, <laughs> like it has gotten better. And like I, I I, hold that moment treasured in my heart of like what should have been a a, bl- a knockdown was, was the most freeing moment of my life. That's awesome. Like from how you describe that, that does sound like the best case scenario it truly was like they're like it was like they didn't really want me around anymore i didn't want to be there they like very and like it was kind of pointed like it was kind of obviously a we kind of already wanted to get rid of you and we're using this as an excuse and i was like hey i'm cool with that (laughs) this works this is great all around so that is my treasured memory wild all right so i will draw the next card all right. Form. How do you act together at work, play, or during events? This one, okay, I'm not going to lie. I told or I, I told myself, I told my partner, I'm going to do my best to not gush about you the entire way through. <laughs> and I might be failing at this because... Hey, hey, I'm not... I, I, there is no judgment here because, like, I did not make my wife a promise that I wasn't going to be a wife guy today. Like, that's not a promise that I made. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, my partner also makes games, as, as I mentioned, like, a little bit earlier. And we've gone to conventions together, either, like, sharing a table or... Uh, actually, yeah, I think it's been mostly the times that we are together at the same event. We typically either split costs for a booth or, like, somehow we will manage to, like, there may be a moment where someone has to take over for the other and try to give the pitch of the other's game. And we are two very different people. They, my partner Sasha likens themselves to uh, being a cryptid. Like, they would rather not be photographed, rather not be uh, exposed. In the same ways maybe I would, where I love to be photographed. I love to, to put my full self out there all the time. And it, it's just very interesting to watch uh, watch them market my game, which is all about like conversation and putting all your cards on the table, quite literally, <laughs> with your feelings. And then me attempt to uh, speak to a... How would I normally describe it when I'm at the table? Uh, A tarot-esque collaborative storytelling game, which I think is on the box. But um, it's, yes, it's just very fun to see how our differences in, like, personality combine at events. (laughs) That uh, fills me with such profound joy. (laughs) 
like truly, truly, truly. Uh, especially, I mean, especially like that fills me, uh, just with profound joy for a lot of, a lot of, a <laughs> lot of reasons. Um, I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear hearing this because that makes me very, very happy. Um, the, how I act together at work, play during events. I'm going to talk about a different relationship that I treasure a whole Ooh. lot. I, uh, I briefly, I briefly alluded to this before we got on mic because I was telling a story. Um, Aaron Catano Saez is one of my favorite human beings on this planet, and it is because uh, we have been podcasting together for six years, and we've been best friends for probably like close to twenty at this point. Like we met in early high school and have just stayed close friends ever since. But like working with him is such a treasure because like he is one of a very small number of people that like I. I treasure being like I treasure being kind in a lot of context and having somebody that I can kind of like occasionally get salty with <laughs> or like get like honest with in a way that like in is part of kindness but is a kindness that you don't share with a lot of people. Hmm. I I Aaron Aaron brings that out of me sometimes and like there's also a, he is he is one of the best reality checks. Ooh. That I've ever known in my life, like, and it is an incredible, uh, a credible cornerstone of our friendship is both of us, uh, when, like, when we do things separately, like, um, when we go to cons separately or for an event, just having, like, momentary check-ins of, like, hey, I'm talking to this person, and they said they know you, are they cool? <laughs> and having that moment of, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're sick, they're great, oh I love them, they're great, like, like, there is no, that... I cannot describe the switch that goes off in my brain the second that I get the Aaron Catano Saez like note of endorsement. If if he's like, yeah, I talked to them at Big Bad. They're fantastic. <laughs> they rule. I'm like, then you are my friend, and we will. I, I will ride. I will ride through the gates of Valhalla by your side. <laughs> like th there is that that just that genuine sense of like having someone that like you trust to that degree. And being able to, like, have that sense of, like, I am interacting with everybody else in this one context, but you are the person that I have known for 20 years, Ooh. and, like, I trust your opinion and will act on it accordingly is a thing that, like, there are a few, there are a few things people in relationships I am more grateful for on this earth than having somebody that I can, I can have that connection and relationship with. Yeah. I, oh, now, now I'm thinking about, like, it. it I don't know if this was kind of implied on your end too of like I know for me my my super public persona is very different from like my very close circle of friends uh sense of self or like how I act around them because I my day job is I'm a civil servant I uh work for state government and it's I have to curate my online presence a lot because even if it's just me marketing my games on like Twitter or Instagram or somewhere, someone might see it. Someone might connect it to, uh, Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Like I, I, I am, uh, I am literally a podcaster in my day job for like a company <laughs> and have to be like, like I've had, I have had to for the last year, kind of in the back of my mind be like, all right, am I being chill? Like, <laughs> right, is this right. cool? Because, like, my name traces back to my day job with very few steps. Yep, yep. And, and like, I, I I think about how valuable it is for me to, like, for for me, my my personal, like, 
super like close circle of friends sense of self, the moment that I'm able to actually vent or be able to release steam by like uh, just sharing the the strangest thing that has happened at work or at an event, that that's how I know. Okay, this is this person is one of like my trusted people. Yeah, once you get to that level where I can point at something and be like, hey, this is weird, right? Like, hey, this is fucked up, right? Like, that having the circle, like, I mean, legitimately, that is a piece of advice that I give to any, like, creative person that I talk to is, like, cultivate the circle of people that you trust to a deep enough degree that you can point at something (laughs) in in private and go, hey, this is fucked up, right? Like, because, like... Doing that in private with a circle of people that you trust and who will take your actions in good faith and, like, call you out if they're like, (laughs) no, I think that you are, like, I think that you are being overly defensive or sensitive or reading into something, like, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's life-changing. And, like, I, I, yeah, for me, like, uh, like the, you mentioned, like, the persona, like, for me, it is very much a sense of, like, I... Am a I am comparatively in the circles in the in the role playing game circles that we inhabit. I am a small fish, but I am a small fish. Uh, in like I am a, I am a small fish among similarly sized fish, and I recognize that I have like a small audience, and I kind of like am like I don't want to be an asshole, right? right. right? Like I don't want to like I want to like use that that my my tiny platform as responsibly as I can. So like there are there's there's there are elements of cultivation that or curation that go into that by virtue of like I do not want to accidentally cause discourse on Twitter.com. Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a very real sense of like of like if I if I if I go too hard on something, then I'm hearing takes three days later and I don't want that. And so like having that again, it's it's that circle of people that I can go to and be like, here I have this hot take. Can I drop it here? And we just <laughs> Don't let it leave this group chat. Yes. Fantastic. Boom. Great. It's out of my system and I never think about it again. Right. And and that that honestly is the, I, I feel like I've learned that over, through trial and error because me, back when I was making or focusing on making uh, robot dating sims, I was so vocal about all the things that I disliked in the industry or in um, even indie spaces on my public accounts. And you know, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling that maybe that's uh where through backlash and whatnot, I realized, okay, you know, maybe it's time to to just scale it back. I'm gonna have a group chat, and that's where I put my hot takes. <laughs> you know, like hot take hot takes group chat, uh real goat. A real, yes. <laughs> a real, a real the real goat. Like this episode is dedicated to the hot takes group yes. chats. Y'all are doing the unspoken work, y'all are doing the important work and Every creative that I know is grateful for your existence. Absolutely. So I will move, uh, perform off of the the little space for our cards, and I believe it is your turn. All right. Our next card. I keep clicking it because I forget that in PlayingCards.io you can click oh. a card to flip it, but it doesn't <laughs> do that in Roll Twenty. Our next card is Reflect. Look back on when and how on look back on when you and your companion met. How have you grown? Hmm. I can lead off on yeah. this one. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to again uh put him on the spot because he's my favorite person. Uh he's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh Aaron and I met in high school. We met in high school in geometry class. 
which is a class that neither of us would <laughs> like loved. Um, and it is wild and and it is wild and inspiring and deeply touching to like grow into a space and see somebody that you that you care about grow into the same space and in different complementary ways. Oh. Like it just like the way that like we have both like like I I look at I look at my best friend and I'm like, okay, I see how the ways that you have grown as an artist, as a professional, as like a storyteller. And I'm like, I gotta I gotta try and keep up with that whenever possible. Oh. He is uh he is my he is my my Vegeta, which I realize is <laughs> casting myself as the Goku, which is probably egotistical, but I'm just gonna own it. And like there is there is genuine sense of like Whenever I, whenever I see, whenever I see him do something, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta match this. And like, there is a real, there's a joy in that, right? Because it's like, I gotta keep pace with my best friend. And like, uh, it inspires me to do the best that I can because I want to, I want to put the same inspiration into the world for him. Oh my God. Ah, like that, that right there. It's, and I feel like, okay, I'm going to respond and also like. Take that takeaway with me. Um, once again, um, Sasha, I'm so sorry to to put you on blast on every single card from here on out, possibly. Um, Doubly so, because I'm pretty sure they listen to this show. I'm so glad. I can't wait. I can't wait for them to be like, why, why did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that you were going to do every single answer <laughs> about me. <laughs> so the desire to to basically do better alongside or like with somebody is something that I never realized it's a major motivating factor in my life. And Sasha and I met in art school and we met because I I was an ambitious like first year student who wanted to get my uh figure drawing grades better. I was like, teacher, I wanted like to my to my professor, I was like, how do I uh get past this cursed B in your class and he was like you should join uh my monday figure drawing class and just do extra study and i was like all right cool i show up and i'm Im- immediately like who is this very cool person and apparently sasha was the ta uh for our class and i i was like okay i'm having feelings here but also i do want to get better at drawing <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like our friendship from that point onward, I was always fascinated by what they were doing, like creatively, and thinking to myself, you know, I could absolutely do something similar, but just in my own flavor. And I feel like that's been like, even if we, even if we never dated, I feel like that's how I would treat our connection over time too. It's just, we both have so many amazing ideas and I just get to witness them in a flavor or in a light that I'd never imagined when I get to hear them talk about their projects or see like behind the scenes what they're working on. So uh, there's so much creative growth that has happened over the course of time knowing them. I, and, and, and like a, a real thing about me is like, that is one of the like, things that I value most in, like, friendships is, like, 
I, I, in looking and looking through my light, like that, like one of like that, that sense of like seeing someone do something or accomplish it. And that, that inspiration of like, I want to do my own thing to, <laughs> to, to, to feed off of that, like is one of the, the biggest signal markers of friendship. I'm thinking a lot about the other, uh, self-described Vegeta <laughs> in my life. Yes. Um, uh, shout out to beloved friend of the show, and I think technically, according to show lore, uh, owner of the name <laughs> and title, Jeff Stormer, Riley Hopkins. Um, Riley is another person that, like, I see them do cool shit. Every time, every time they make an announcement, I see them, like, do a thing, and I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I gotta match that. Like, I guess that's the, I guess that's the bar now, and I gotta, like, figure out how to, how to, he- how to reach that level and, like, it 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 sounds competitive when you say it but like it's hard to explain that it's not that right. you know what i mean like it sounds like it's it sounds like like it is a like well i have to surpass it but it really is just a sense of like i can't believe that somebody that somebody that i'm lucky enough to call friend has done something so cool i want to give them i want to give them the same experience of seeing me of seeing a thing and going i can't believe that that my friend jeff has done something so cool right and like that feedback loop is just like an inspiring thing. There, there is nothing like it, or, or nothing that can compare to it in my mind. Absolutely not. It is. It is my favorite thing in the world. It <laughs> is. It is something that like is true of so many of my friendships and so many of the people that I know. And it just like it. It gets me pumping my fist whenever <laughs> I see it, and I see it, and I'm like, all right, I guess this is. I guess this is the line now. <laughs> like I get so so excited. And, and it's this constant um, feeling of. I'm watching the bar get be be risen by what I see my friends do, and instead of me, because when playing games, I feel like I get very competitive, and I do get sometimes a little uh, hard on myself if I lose. But when it comes to creating things, I I know that my skill level is where it's at, and I shouldn't compare myself to maybe the skill. But I love seeing the creative concept or like the ideas that go into what they do. And I'm like, okay, I want to figure out how I can tackle something like this just in my own style. See, uh, and it's funny you say that because like I maybe, maybe even somewhat notoriously (laughs) get hard on myself, like in creative works of like, if I didn't like hit a goal or, or something like I, I, it is something I struggle with. And I like been putting a lot of work into like being better at. And one of the things that I found genuinely helpful of like, is is like specifically being able to look back on being able to look back and think and reflect on like you know somebody that i love and respect and whose work inspired me said that my shit is good <laughs> and cool and i'm like okay if they say that well then i got to feel better because like i see what they're doing and if they're doing this and they think that my stuff is cool and good like yep. i could rip a phone book in half <laughs> I don't know why that's become my saying as of late, but like it just it feels like a good saying to drop is like I could rip a phone yeah. book in half. It, it's like you are filled with the energy and the power to be able to do it. So I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. And then so like that sense of like, okay, yeah, I see the I I see what you think of as as like I see your bar of quality of like what you are proud of in your work and if you see that in my stuff then i i feel just absolutely empowered yes oh all right i believe the next card is yours all right 
Cherish. Okay. Before I before I, I, I read this one, um this is the card that everybody who meets me at a event table or market table has to answer. I, I I've made my business cards have a face with this card's text and my, my, my little pickup line to or like to start the pitch is like I have this card for you and then they start look reading it and I'm like, in order to keep it, I'd like to know your answer. <laughs> that is the greatest thing that I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> I am so delighted by this. So now I'll read the card. Cherish, who or what do you hold close <laughs> to your heart? And the who and the who, I think at this point everybody would know. So I'm gonna go with the what. I cherish uh how would I word it? I cherish possibility. I think something that I've learned over the past uh, holiday season meeting with family friends is my my dad and mom have very different uh, values when it comes to learning or to work. And I definitely appreciate my dad's view of there are so many resources out there to learn what you're interested in. The possibilities are nearly endless with where you can go just because we have so much information at our fingertips now. And I've never thought about just, or until that point, there's, there's always been that possibility that I could do something else other than art. So it's, I, I hold, I hold that close to my heart just because speaking to uh, an earlier answer of yours about jobs, I, I think after doing like, video editing and graphic design for about six years, I realized I I enjoyed the the aspect of showing people what's possible with their what they want to communicate through graphics. But now I want to communicate with people through like maybe more help desk style stuff or more customer service end of things because I love troubleshooting people. <laughs> so Oh that's that is that is so fast <laughs> that is genuinely so fascinating to me. So the possibility I, uh, there. That's just, that's just so it like that that I, I'm immediately like like that's so interesting to me. Truly. Oh no no no! I was just I was just thinking. I I think I'm gonna go for a specific what, and it's a thing that I think be, I think is probably a fairly self evident, <laughs> but like I you know I think it's valuable to uh, especially we are recording this in in January, which is a time <laughs> of like reflections on things and. I think it's important to like talk about these things in specifics. Uh, what do, like something that especially like in the last year, a thing that I like, and I say the last year as if I haven't always held it close in my heart, mm. but like I cherish this fucking podcast <laughs> a lot. Like, is the I, party of one as a concept and as like a thing that has been executed upon is a thing that like I truly care about. A lot. Like, it is, I mean, it is an old show at this point. Mm. It is a thing that has been around for a very long time, and, like, the fact that I still feel the same enthusiasm for it, like, I still feel the same joy when I'm about to sit down for a recording and I still get nervous about it, like, I've realized how much of the stuff that I am passionate about, like, is in this show. Like, like we were talking about with our last answer, that sense of seeing there's that that show and tell aspect of like i get to sit down with somebody like yourself included <laughs> and just be like 
show me a piece of like like I when I sit down with a designer and I'm like, show me a piece of art that you've made that you are deeply proud of. Ooh. And I get to go, oh my god, this is a cool fucking inspiring thing. And I get to walk away being like, I hope that I make something <laughs> that like evokes that same sense of awe in people. And like the the realities of like making this show hmm. is something that I'm so immensely proud of. And like in the last year, it's been pointed out to me a lot, the specific uh, noteworthy aspects of the show that like I've taken a lot of time in the last year to really just stop and pause and go, wow, this is pretty like a cool thing that we have made. Like it just in the last week, because uh, listener, we are recording this at the end of a profoundly exhausting week for anybody that works in or around the tabletop RPG <laughs> industry. and. You could probably figure out what happened in January to spark <laughs> that. Um, I I did I counted last week and like as of this recording, we have released we've released episodes playing, not counting the episodes that we've pulled for various reasons. We have played two hundred and seventy unique role playing game systems on the show, hmm. and like that's fucking wild to me. <laughs> like when I really sat back with that, I was like, oh my. God, like that is a number. And there's just, it's like, it's a cool thing and it's an opportunity to sit down with people and like experience a piece of art. And like, those are all, and like to get to tell a story and get to know somebody and interview somebody and pick their brain about the unique things that they are passionate about. And like, all of those things are things that I cherish. And it's all in one neat little package, which I like is why I describe the show as a self-driving car, which I guess 2023 is not something that I should necessarily be describing it as, because that has a horrifying implication, but, like, the best possible idea- idealized version of a self-driving car. Yes. Um, that, like, because it is a it is a show that books itself. It largely produces itself at this point. Like, my guest list kind of just refills itself. And I just get to sit back and kind of be like, What's a game that you really want to play? What's a story that you want to tell? What's a thing that you've designed that you're excited about, that you're passionate about? And, like, getting to take an hour, an hour and a half a week to, like, hear somebody share that with me Mm. is something that I cherish now and will for the rest of my life. Like, it is, I, I am a profoundly lucky individual for getting to do this strange little show every week that I'm incredibly grateful. And that, that sounds amazing to me that I did not realize how, like that, that is a lot of games played. That's a lot of people to, to get to know that. Yeah. And like, (laughs) it's, it's, it's great because like, you know, there are like, there are really like years long friendships that have sparked from the show. Like I've met people that like, I have, you know, become very, very close with and that are like family. And then there are people that like, I will meet, I will have like a really treasured experience and then we won't talk for, you know, ages <laughs> and ages. But then like, if it happens to come up, like if it comes up in a conversation, like I get to have that moment of like, oh yeah, we did do like a cool, interesting thing together. And like, right, there's something kind of beautiful about the, about even such a passing moment right like there's such a there's such a there's such a cool thing about like getting to have that really beautiful moment once with somebody even if we never elaborate or experience it again or like engage at the same level again right 
I feel like that's what I appreciate a lot about uh, getting to go to events too. I, I know that I've easily fallen off the face of the internet. And so a lot of the time, my my connections with people tend to be, I, I meet you once at an in-person event and I might not speak with you directly and like often or at all, but I'm, I, I'm always going to be excited for the time that our paths cross again in the future. That is such a, you've hit on the head why I love <laughs> events so much. Um, it's why, it's why I, it's why I love them. It's why I miss going to them regularly. Yep. Like, and there is, there is something beautiful in, especially like our neck of the, of the role of the RPG, the games space, especially with like events Yeah, of seeing a person and going like, Hey, like, like I, I only know you through the context of we played, we we made believe as elves for a couple hours like two years ago, and like it was one of the special things to me about Metatopia, like of going every year it was a small like five hundred or so Ooh. person convention. It was all game designers playtesting games. It was a game design festival. And like getting to go and getting to see somebody being like, oh, I play tested your like fairy cell phone larp Ooh. like two years ago. And now you're sitting down for a playtest of my game. But, like, just that that tiny little moment of, like, we have this hyper-specific context mm-hmm. for encountering one another is, like, the most inspiring thing in the world to me. It just is, like, this beautiful encapsulation of, like, hey, we did a cool thing together once, and, like, I have not forgotten it. Yes. Oh, so good. Incredible. Incredible. I believe the next card is yours. All right. And our next card... Capture. What has captured your interest lately? Share one thing about it. This is not necessarily something that's a lately thing. It's something that I've constantly been interested in since I was a child. The the current iteration of it is um, K-pop choreography. Okay. And for me, I've always been fascinated with movement. Of uh, I, I started out like as a preschooler in a ballet class and did so many other dance related things throughout the course of my life and i think right now it's the ability to witness people learn synchronicity and a series of complex steps that almost look like a collective breath or a collective gesture like i don't know how else to describe it because visually i think that's what my brain translates it to in words is i'm watching all these people become pieces of the same creature almost it's it's no i know it's, i i can i know ex- like i know exactly what you mean and exactly like what you're describing awesome, awesome. like it is you, you've, you've nailed it on the head it's it's amazing to watch and while i know that like my body can only handle very like uh subtle movement or very slow uh choreography watching these like young adults like do this this hardcore rapid movement in synchronicity is amazing. It's mind blowing. <laughs> it truly is. And like I, I, <laughs> the thing that has captured my interest is also not a a recent uh, a lately thing, or more so, it is a <laughs> constant thing uh, that has forever captured my interest over the last twelve years. But like on a similar wavelength, Ooh. um, you have. 
described one of the ways in which professional wrestling is the most fascinating thing in the world to me, like legitimately and truly like the way in which and like the specific angle that I'm going to talk about that is like I think is so interesting, especially because I watch a lot of like international wrestling. I watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. I watch a lot of like of of Mexican lucha. And like you when and like the thing that is extremely interesting to me is when you see either someone from Japan come over to America or somebody from America or Mexico, you watch somebody like go international mm. because I, and I've, I've been fascinated by this for several years because I heard a wrestler talk about this on a podcast where they were like wrestling as an art form is itself like a universal language <gasps> that's, and like, as soon as they said that I knew exactly what they meant and it's fucking fascinating because they broke it down. They're like, if I, throw somebody if i whip somebody at the ropes they bounce off the ropes they come at me and i bend over like i i do i i bend over 90 degrees right. there are about three things that can happen in that moment they can kick me in the chest and that's when i stand up and we do another spot they can flip me into like a sunset flip or i can back body drop them Ooh. we don't have to speak the same language for that to be true and like, and like, uh, they were specifically being like, I like, they were talking about working a match with somebody that did not speak the same language as them. Like they were like, I was working with a, I was working with a luchador and they didn't speak English and I didn't speak Spanish, but we worked like a really fun match because like, we can effectively like, if I whip you at the ropes, like there's like, you can know what spot to do. And I have learned enough of the movements to where I can know how to move my body to like complete the illusion that you have done this thing to me in a way that keeps us both safe, but shows the audience. This was a horribly painful. Yes. And that to me is like, like it is such a mind blowing idea. And it is so beautiful. This idea that like, we can be two people that don't speak this, that like, Oh, we don't take the same language, but our training has put us in a way that like, yes. we can do this incredibly dangerous thing that if it goes wrong, one of us is going to get seriously hurt, but we take care of each other safely. We sell, we, we put on a show for the audience and like, we do it just because we know the rhythms and we've put together, you know, we, we can make this music together because we've learned the basic forms and functions. And we know how to react when somebody sets up a particular a particular set of actions, we know the payoff to that and being able to just communicate through that language is like, it, it puts tears in my eyes because it's such a cool and powerful concept. Yes, that that speaks so well to something that I want to achieve this year or just in the future of apparently there is a local group of uh, people who just meet every Wednesday evening after work and dance together. And they also have, these people have been at events where I've performed dances at, and I'm like, I would love to get to understand everyone in that group's movements and see if we can do a free-flowing, free-form performance together of sorts, where we all know the music, it's just now I'm like, here's how our bodies interact on the same stage in our own way together. That's so cool. Like, that's, that's, I don't even have other words for it. That's just so cool. But the way you described, like, wrestling, that, that hits the nail on the head of, like, I want to see that. I know that I cannot do wrestling. <laughs> like, my body, mm. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's like, not built likewise. that way. <laughs> like, 
Likewise, I I I I I took training to be oh. a referee and quickly realized, oh, I can't even do this. Like my <laughs> eyes are just not going to work with this with this art form. Oh no! But yeah, it's. I feel like any movement based art form, like wrestling, also too. That's that's performance. That is art. Yeah, that's performance, and it's dance. Yes, it's, it yes. is a movement. It is it is movement, and it is it is sick. Like it is coordination and movement and conveying words through movement yes. to an audience and telling a story with body language like they're very entwined thing absolutely and that's where i'm like oh I'm, I'm so glad that these are the things that have captured our interest like they 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 meet in such a fascinating and delightful way they truly truly do <laughs> i think all right do you want to draw the next yes. card admire what is a trait others could find charming about you and i not gonna lie, I threw in this card like as I was redesigning this format or this version of the game because I I want people to talk themselves up. I I feel like we or some somehow I've noticed people don't really show off or t- or think about how people on the outside view them in a positive way. So this is where I'm like, okay, I want you to think really hard about the things that people have been like have complimented you on or the things that you have kind of curated about yourself to share with others. I'm really funny. <laughs> like I feel comfortable saying that at this point. I I and it's something that I take a lot of pride in. The weirdest iteration of that is that like I'm really good at Twitter shit posts <laughs> very specifically. <laughs> And like I'm thrilled at this because there is nothing that I love doing. Like I, I everything else I do is to facilitate my freedom to just make extremely niche jokes on Twitter and just like have people like them. Like that, it's all a funnel for it's all a funnel for that. Everything else is a cover <laughs> for making that happen. But like I can recognize, like there is a, a joy that comes to me from. Like, writing, like, a short-form joke and just letting it live as a short-form joke. I don't know why my brain <laughs> has latched on to iterations of jokes about the great clown Paleochi as, like, the highest form of humor. <laughs> I can't quite explain it, but th- writing Paleochi jokes on Twitter is uh, a thing that I have yet – is a thing that I have yet to and will never be tired of. Like it, it just is uh the highest. It is it is my highest form of joy, and I I I've come to the specific thing I've come to realize is I figured out like what I love about it. It is that it is for me. I always find it is an exercise in like hyper specific voice writing hmm. because like I will constantly make jokes and be like, this is how this character either tells or reacts to this one very niche very pseudo intellectual joke (laughs) and the joy of like refining like spending the time to refine that and going like this is all for one the purpose of one joke but it only works if i like really specifically understand the nuances of like i have to really understand the nuances of like a columbo's (laughs) voice or tony soprano's (laughs) voice of like okay a how are they going to react to this one silly thing and b like how do they speak and express it because like i want to get somebody to quote tweet a tweet and says i can hear this (laughs) like i can hear this tweet to me that like every time i i have i i see that it makes my entire week (laughs) 
Like, it is a thing that brings me immense joy. It is a thing that I love doing. And it is a thing that when I get that that call out, I feel like I have accomplished in my life's purpose. That's amazing. That, And the fact that it, that's something that you can witness, like, such direct feedback on, too. Because I, I see those numbers. I see what it does. Like, it, <laughs> I feel like you absolutely hit what you are, like, aiming for when you are creating those tweets. and. Well, I do not know how to interact with most tweets that are like it, I at least hit that like because I'm just like, I, I value this. That's, that's all I want. I, 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 I don't mute those tweets very specifically because I'm like, I want to see a, I want to see how many people hit a little button. <laughs> like, and like, there is, there are legitimate criticisms to be made for social media's role of like incentivizing us to see the 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 lizard brain response <laughs> of someone hit button brain chemicals make yes. brain go burr like there is very legitimate criticisms about like the predatory and 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 harmful nature of that arrangement mm-hmm. but when all i'm doing is like making a silly joke like about you hear tony soprano reacts to the great clown Paleachi joke <laughs> I would like I like seeing when people hit the little button that makes my brain chemicals go burn. Like that's all I need. Like I'm just like, all right, people have laughed at my funny joke. My day is now a little bit better. Right. I'm good. I don't have to think about this anymore because my interaction with this thing was just, hey everybody, can I make you laugh for a second? All right, see you later. <laughs> that's it. That's all I needed. That's today. the most benign use of social media, and I appreciate it so much because you're also just adding joy to everyone else too who finds who stumbles upon that tweet. <laughs> That's all I really want. I've realized I just really like making making jokes that make people like laugh and like as if we're all <laughs> we all have to be on the hell app. <laughs> <laughs> I can just make people laugh with like a very basic joke. I'm like, all right, so be mm-hmm. it, and it works. It works. I get what I need out of it. And then you get to share that with everyone, which I appreciate. Thank you for not, like, hiding that stuff away, because <laughs> it brightens our days, too. <laughs> there there are a handful that I've made private Twitter-specific <laughs> exclusive content for my top followers. <laughs> Usually it's it's when I go, like, I don't know that this one's got legs. <laughs> I need to get it out of my brain. All right, hundred people that have hundred people that I know like are cool. <laughs> Here, don't I don't need you to interact with this. It just has to exist somewhere else. I'm going to keep sitting with it. It's the research and development team. It's it's your your QA testing. Yeah, it's my it is my uh, it is my. Hey, this is nothing. This is probably nothing. I'm just going to leave this here. This one. This one doesn't have legs. This is uh. This is for y'all. It's a treat just for you. It's a treat for you for making it to the inner circle. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I think the common charming trait that I've I've been told about is uh, that I am sunshine on teams or like at any any workplace that I go to. I am. I'm not trying to like fake smile my way through things. I'm literally just. I'm excited to be interacting with people today. Yes, this job sucks, but also, <laughs> at least when you interact with me, I am very happy to be here in this moment with you. <laughs> that that is such a vital quality. It is such a vital it is such a vital thing to have that on a team and like I'm glad that you recognize that and like in the 
both in this recording and in the planning for this recording and all of the other like professional interactions that we've had that that comes across in all of the communications. So I'm glad that you recognize that. And I, I'm glad that you see the level of importance that that offers, because like I have worked, you know, you know, I think that we've probably both worked in teams where like we don't have that. Yeah. And like you feel such a difference when you even have one person that is like, hey, let's make this as let's make this experience as non pain as painless as possible. <laughs> Because, like, there's, like, it's always going to, at times, feel like work. Yes. But, like, having somebody that's like, hey, let's make this as, as, let's at least bring a little bit of light into this experience is, like, one of the most valuable things that there is. Yes. And to be honest, I hadn't really thought much of it until a former employer and I, like, uh, we we went to dinner um, and they brought up that, did you get? xyz job that you interviewed for because here's here's what i said about you and that's they brought up the sunshine comment i'm like i did not realize that my the the way that i interact with people affects them in this way (laughs) but i'm 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 glad i'm grateful i'm glad and like i'm like it it means a lot when somebody calls that out like because i think that like it is so easy to to be in the presence of that as somebody that has also gotten that feedback like it is very easy to be in the presence of that person and then just not really like notice it or acknowledge right. it that when somebody like takes the time to point it out like it makes a, a world of difference yeah because i mean i i try to also keep things realistic of if it's just between myself and other like staff level people i i'm pretty open about man this this xyz project seems pretty bleak uh but let's let's give it our all anyways and like see where it ends up <laughs> yeah and and i've and I think that's part of like that's that's what takes it from nice to kind is how I always describe it is like there is a there is there is there is nice which oftentimes like veers into like into all not into like at times toxicity right. or at least like naivete of like there's projects that are going to suck and there's problems that like like but like the difference between being nice and being kind is like taking the time to say like Hey, this is a problem. <laughs> yes. Like this is like these these are problems and like we can uh, we can proactively like work at them and like make try to do our best in spite of that, but like taking the time to say hey, this part mm-hmm. sucks is like such a valuable part of the process and makes such a profound difference. Yeah, I I think that's it's helped me a lot with um both in professional and also like independent works is I used to never like I used to keep my mouth shut. I would not speak up about it just because uh I was afraid it would get to supervisors, but I think over time I've learned to like who I can trust, who I can be open with, and also I think through all of that people have learned, okay, Josie is willing to keep it 100. I am going to also share my venting <laughs> about this project too. That it, it it it's a, it it's similar to the the what we were describing earlier with like working with creative stuff with friends yes. like that feedback loop of like I am going to be honest and forthright and like not like and you know direct in my communication and getting that in return like it makes it just makes the work that much better one hundred percent all right all right next card which I believe is yours I believe is. Uh, yes, it is. And I believe we have one more awesome. card after that. All right. Flipping this one. Preen, what do you feel pride in? Emotional, physical, or mental qualities? 
And the biggest difference between admire and preen is admire is kind of the self-reflective aspect of how others view you. This, preen, I want to know what you take the most pride in that you, like, value, personally. I am... This got called out when I interviewed for the podcasting Ooh. job that I took about a year ago. And, like, it is something that I put a lot of pride in, and it meant a lot that somebody recognized it. I put so much pride into the logistics of, like, logistics in general, but, like, the logistics of making things easy for myself and the people around me is, like, a thing that I take immense pride in. Oh, my God. And I see it reflected, in, and it's, it's uh, you, you see it reflected a lot uh, as it relates to, like, bringing guests onto the show. And a lot of that was because I am bringing guests on every week and a lot of whom have never done a podcast before. A lot of them like don't know the process or they're nervous on mic. And like, I always say that my job is to make this recording as easy as possible because that's going to make the episode both easy to edit and high and, you know, enjoyable for the listener. Yeah. So like, I take a lot of pride in being able to like take that process and make it easy. And like it was specifically uh, my bosses have said it was the thing that got me the job was because every other podcaster they interviewed was like, here's how I am on mic. Here's my conversation oh. style. And I was like, here's what it means when a guest says they want to come to the show. Here's the information we have to provide them. Here's the, the information we need to get from them. Here's how we make them not nervous on microphone. And like, here's the the materials that I hand them. Like I sent my I sent them in the interview process the guest form that I share with Party oh. of One guests, and I was like, I was like, I give this to every guest that I have on Party of One. Like this is it. It's a four page document that says, here's what you're about to do. Here's the pitch of the show. Here's my deal. Here's the recording process. Here's any questions that you've got. Here's a link to Audacity for you to download. And, I, and they were like, you were the only person that talked about that aspect of production. Everybody else was like, here's, you know, what happens when I hit record? And I was like, here's how we get to that point. Yes. And like seeing that across di like uh, different projects, like that's a thing that I'm proud of. I, I, I put a lot of work into making sure that those barriers are take are eliminated when, when working on projects. And I'm proud of what we've been able to pull off and my ability to do that. It it informs when I go into a project and like I'm proud of being able to like step up and do that. That I, I know they overuse like the words amazing and whatnot, but like that level of competency when it comes to any interactive format, it's vital. I think it, it's what sets apart people who only know one aspect of a role versus like multiple roles of production, what they can contribute to a job. It's, it's, I guess I, my, my pre and I can uh, share something similar of, even though um, I haven't been able to capitalize this on this in my current job, I was hired into it because even though on paper, the job asked for primarily graphic design, the hiring manager really appreciated my background knowledge of social media and video editing because she's she's got like very progressive very um she she is very willing to increase our digital media presence in a place that previously has not been uh as tech savvy <laughs> and i think it's through uh the process of i've i've been given prompts for so many different things and like even if it's something like a short cybersecurity campaign 
I will sit down with uh, whichever project, uh, whichever people are involved in the project, and I want to know not just like the baseline message they want to share. I want to know how do they want to make it interesting for their viewer, or how do they want people mm-hmm. to interact with it, ideally. And so, and, <laughs> and that makes such a difference, yes. right? Like that makes such a profound difference. Just that ability to like sit down and ask somebody point blank, like, what are you actually looking for from this? Like, what is going to make the best impact for you? Like having that ability, that is something that like makes such a profound difference in your ability to like make things happen. Yes, You know what I mean? Because I don't want to just like, I'm used to doing educational campaigns and whatnot, but I want to know how to make learning fun at any level, whether it's like my only games industry job was at an educational entertainment video game company. And I want to find ways to make that happen. Like how to make learning fun, even for like adults at at, like a large age range for state government. I want to know how they can internally be open to learning about cybersecurity practices or how to interact with new software because that digital media knowledge is it varies with such a large age range of uh, staff. So I'm I'm looking for ways to not just make it feel like it's boring training. I want people to get engaged, look at like look at the silly characters I've made, and understand that you know what, just like such and such little character, I too <laughs> can also uh, vet my emails and send these over to our information security office. <laughs> Incredible. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is fantastic. So I, I think, yeah, I, we both take pride in uh, that, just that amount of forethought and consideration for people on the other end of our project. It makes such a difference. It truly, truly does. Yes. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to draw our final card. And I know which one it is. It's <laughs> it is Vent. Release some steam. Re- vent, release some steam. Share a ridiculous thing that happened to you. I, I I will definitely go first here. Um, Sasha actually came up uh, for the winter holidays, part partly because um, I wanted them to meet my family, friends, and my parents, but also just because we don't live close by to each other. So every so often I'm like, all right, I've blocked off this time at work to go on vacation. We should absolutely meet up and reconnect. And I had scheduled out only a certain amount of time and then California got hit, is still kind of hit, uh, with these massive storms. And we both were nervous about sending them back home because I don't want them to get caught in, like, flooded streets or highways and whatnot. And so it was this waiting game of figuring out, okay, when, when does the weather report seem like it's uh, going to lighten up? When is it safe for, for you to head home? And so they had to witness me uh, work from home two of those days that they were here. And I <laughs> I felt so embarrassed because I might tweet on locked Twitter about how much I, I dislike my current job. But uh, it's very different when somebody's in my room witnessing me. Vent. It's such a different thing, <laughs> yes. right? Like when you're like, and like, I like my job a lot. I really, really enjoy it. But like. When you're like doing it, yeah, <laughs> and there's like a person, and like, like when I'm like like in the zone, and like like 
it just you you like as like as somebody that, that now formally and I realized like this is one of the reasons why like I've been fighting for full time work from home for mm-hmm. the last like fifteen years. Like I finally have it with my current job, and I had it for the last two years after the shift to remote work. Oh yeah, but like and like that was like when when the when when uh, lockdown happened in twenty twenty. Like I went from being five days in the office to zero days right. in the office. And it was like my my proving note that like I can do this from home. Yeah. And then when I got when I got laid off of that job, I got my other job at like the uh, start of twenty twenty two, and it began like they are a remote company, so like I was fully never going to be in an office again. Like as far as long as I'm with this job, I'm like I'm not in an Amazing. office. Amazing. And like I realized one of the reasons I like it is like when I'm in the zone, I kind of want to be <laughs> like in my like in my bubble. I want to be in my zone. <laughs> like I need it. I need it. I need. I need that bubble to be there. So yes, I know exactly what you mean. Of like, it's it's a thing to when somebody's like there and you're like in work mode. Yes, because I'm not gonna lie. The other thing about work mode for me, even if it's work from home, I will get. I will be on working meetings with my coworkers where we have like our mics on. We are sharing screens. We are getting stuff done, and depending on the staff person um we might also be actively venting about the job as we're doing it <laughs> uh-huh and so yep, yep, yep. i felt so bad about sasha having to be like a captive witness to to us just talking shit about the, <laughs> the project that we were doing <laughs> I, I i i know exactly what you mean because i otherwise I, I try to be like i try to curate who i am on vacation as like I'm not about work. I am just here. You you try to you try to shut yes, it down. Yes, sure. and then me the moment that I log in for the day, I'm just like, all right, here's what I gotta do. Here are the things that I absolutely dread and hate. And I get on a call with my coworkers. They also are feeling the same way, and so we just talk shit about it. <laughs> I know. Okay, yeah. Like, and you, and then you're like, and also there's a yes, person here that does yes. not have any context. It's rough. It's I I know that. I know that feel. I know that feel a lot. And I mean, like to. To kind of, uh, I, I think something that was that brought levity to the situation was they reassured me that well, one, they the kind of had a moment of like, oh, so it's that bad, and I'm like, yeah, it is, and and through it all, they they were very, they kept reassuring me that I I'm still a good host, I'm still like somebody that they appreciate, and I was like, thank you, because me at my job, oof, very different me than the, like me when I'm dating somebody or like. Hanging out with folks. I know, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> you're like, please, thank you for. I genuinely did need that. Like, there are times where you're like, I, I appreciate that, but like, I really like you don't have to offer that reassurance. And then there's times where you're like, oh my god, thank you for reassuring. Yes, yes. So, what is your event, Josie? I don't want to talk about licenses anymore. <laughs> I really don't. I we, uh, we we I I lightly alluded to this earlier in the episode, listener. But like this is we are recording this in mid January. The the Dungeons and Dragons news of the OGL mm-hmm. dropped last week, and like I don't want to talk about licenses anymore. I can't. I can't do it. I can't licenses and contracts and corporate statements and like I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> like it it is so like and I understand the importance of it and I don't want to diminish like uh like my my vent is not directed at any one who is like looking at the work that they are doing and wondering if they have like a financial future in it. Mm. 
Like, I, I completely recognize the necessity of all of those conversations, but at the same time, like, it has broken containment in such <laughs> a way that, like, I can't get away from it. Oof. Like, I have a, I have a, a Discord that I'm in that is, like, my hometown, like, high school friends. Oh. Like, it is my, like, my legitimate, like, childhood friend group. And I, like, hopped in there one day to be like, I can't deal with game stuff right now. Like, I'm just going to jump into, oh, there's the article. There's the, there it is again. Oh, everybody's, everybody's getting real excited for, for Paizo. Like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't get away from it. And it, it, it that's the vent for me is like, like, it is, it is the, the curse of being in an important moment in the industry is just like, it's not, and like, so many of the conversations have just like it's like everything is is understandably and oftentimes like necessarily so heated hmm. that it's just like existing in in the spaces that I exist is exhausting. I can only imagine. <laughs> I I I do not use social media primarily, like. I'm on it, but I also don't actively use it often because <laughs> there's constantly conversations about such draining topics, and I'm it is I'm lucky to not be affected by them. You are I I the, my num one of my number one goals for 2023 is to get to that place where like I have walked <laughs> like I have locked myself out of out of these environments for that exact reason because like it is exhausting and like Oof. it's it's and i guess the other half of this and the other like and it ties into the same full core like thing my goal of mine which is to be less chronically online <laughs> in the coming year like the degree to which i have watched these events bring out a level of fundamental distrust of like all like so many of my peers in the industry like a fundamental distrust of people who people of of quote unquote influencers <laughs> and like the exhaustion that comes with the quiet acknowledgement that like by the nature of my work i am that yes that like it, it's it is it the part of what has made it exhausting is that sense of like this has been a week of like I have been caught in a lot of cross like oh. a lot of like unintentional crossfires of like people that I people that I know and like being very frustrated for understandable reasons and just seeing the lash out at like well these crazy influencers with their actual play <gasps> podcasts like they need to and I'm like uh, what I didn't fuck that up like, what did I do come on. <laughs> It's just like it's unreasonable to expect people to put an asterisk, not you, Jeff right. Stormer, but like <laughs> it'd be nice. Yeah. It would be nice to have. It, it it's almost like um the one on one reassurance that I got, like at the end of our like at the end of my very event worthy uh change in plans for winter vacation, instead of it being like just directly us talking about it, instead you you would if people could give you the courtesy to at least DM you and say not you. Like, hey, hey, you're cool, yes, Jeff. Yes. Hey, you're doing great, bud. <laughs> just like a just a quick, hey, you're doing great, bud. Like it would really mean mean a lot to me. 
Yeah. And listener, you're probably hearing this well after <laughs> I well after I need that DM. To be clear, like people like I'm going to get a DM when this episode drops like hey, you're doing great. That's fine. I still will appreciate it, but like it is not the week where this is going down. Yeah. It's <laughs> it, it will be very very far out, but you know, I, I but I st- <laughs> still do it because I still will appreciate it. Yes. It, kind of similar to uh the the times that I've heard when people have like for preen and admire, hearing people talk about what they appreciated about me, I think the same goes for knowing that even if it's like well after the event has passed, like knowing that the direction of anger was not towards me for something, I'm like, thank you, thank it carries, you. <laughs> it carries does carry it carries a lot of weight. Yes. <sighs> I needed to vent that. Thank you so much for giving me the space and for listening to that because, like, who I needed to vent that. I mean, if, if you had vented that first, my my vent would have been very different because we, we deal with a lot of uh, advertising contracts um, in my unit at, at work. And even though we don't deal with anything quite as big as the, co- the licensing that you were talking about, <laughs> it's it's still frustrating to 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 deal with even on, like, a more private scale and so watching everybody deal with this on huge platforms like twitter it's terrifying and it is part it's, it's terrifying why terrifying is a good I, word for I, it. I i am i fall off the face of the internet quite frequently now <laughs> and i uh i appreciate i love that for you <laughs> I, I i hope you can achieve it too someday <laughs> Uh, it's my goal. I'm working on it. I'm work. I'm trying my best. I'm taking advantage of the log out function yes. with the knowledge that every time I hit the log out of Twitter button, that might be yep. it. <laughs> might not be a login. I, I mean, oh. it, I'm glad that you also had the chance to vent that because it's from what little that trickles in um, unlocked Twitter that I get to see. I'm like, oh boy, I I cannot imagine how this affects so many people's livelihoods or. Like, just anything, really. Even just creative projects. It's, like, it is a it is a weird time to be in, like, even, like, given that I haven't touched D&D in two years, it's a weird time to be involved in anything. Right, right. Ah, uh, Well, and with that, I believe that is the end of our it game. It is. Now, the- Thank you so much for playing Thank this with me. Thank you for playing this with me. Our final step, which is not on the, um, on that little cheat sheet card- but it is in the rules, is sharing something that you appreciated learning about the other person and what you appreciated getting to share in the session. And I can go first. Please. I I appreciated getting to learn so many notes about you in terms of like your kind of how everything is intertwined for you of your your career, your personal like creative projects. You have cultivated this understanding of how to interact with people and make them feel comfortable in a format that typically people do get very high stress, very nervous when interacting, when, when they have to interact with something that will eventually be posted online. So I think you've curated this sense of like who you are as a creator and also the format. You have designed it to be as, as you hoped, like it's very easy to understand how all these pieces are going to fit together well before we actually get to the recording stage. That means so much to hear. I appreciate that so much. Um, 
my my both of my answers are kind of the same because I think that the thing that I have most appreciated sharing and the thing I most appreciated learning about you is like it has been really refreshing because I feel like we we like like I walk away from this feeling like we are very similar <laughs> in a lot of like creative and professional aspects and like that is just a really nice thing to experience right like that kind of like commonality is very it feels like it feels it, it is such a nice feeling to be like oh here is someone that like has similar views of their work and similar like approaches to things yes and, you know like that i i feel a real like and it's what i like about anytime i get this down but like in this case in particular like sharing these conversations i feel like a dis a noted like kinship with you as like i feel like we are very we are very similarly minded creatives and like finding that is always something that i truly treasure i'm so glad i feel like similarly too like what i got to learn from you is also what similar to what i enjoy sharing i i i tend to in game spaces not even think about what i've created as a game or if i'm competent enough to be in these spaces but i think getting to hear such similar traits from you and and realize oh i do reflect these things in my own work too and share that in this conversation that it's a lot of like realization for me that i'm like okay i do deserve to be in this space <laughs> that i'm so happy i am truly truly so happy to hear that oh, this game rules <gasps> like thank you so much for bringing this to the show like this is a this is a top tier episode and i'm so 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 happy with it i'm so glad i because not, I mean, I think I've mentioned it before. Like, I, me looking at the, at the game that I've created, I'm like, okay, it does not exist in the same way as most games do. Is it considered a game, or is it something that even deserves to be considered an RPG? And so I'm like, I, I still do not have the full answer yet of what, or like, I don't know what it could be considered, but it's gamified enough that I'm like. <laughs> I agree. It, it is a it is a game, and I think that is the that is that is enough for me, and it is it has filled me with enough joy that I'm glad that we got to like sit down and play. It. I'm so glad. <sighs> so real quick before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and affection game online? So people can find me at Robohaven R O B O H A V E N on Twitter and Instagram for the most part. There might be accounts of mine elsewhere, but you know I. As I've said before, I don't really use the internet that much, or I'm not online as often as I used to be. So if you see an old account, and I've probably said something weird on it, understand that was me from a very long time ago. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And you can find Affection Game um, by February 14th. It'll be available on Roll20. You can find the physical format of the game on thegamecrafter.com slash games slash affection hyphen game. I I hope that you get to enjoy it as we've gotten to today. I I I hope so too. Like this game, like God, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be thinking about this game for a long time, and that's my favorite. That's my favorite kind of party of one experience. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> thank you so much for sitting down and playing this game with me. And for now, I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Josie for coming onto the show. That game was. Like, that was beautiful. That was love. What a wonderful, lovely conversation between good friends. Like, I I am beaming having listened to that episode. It is just an absolute delight. I could not be more happy with it. 
Be sure to head to Roll20, thegamecrafter.com, or robohaven.itch.io to pick up your own copy of Affection Game, and be sure to follow Josie on Twitter at Robohaven. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod, like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast, follow us on TikTok at Party of One Podcast, Tumblr at Party of One Pod, join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord, and sign up for our newsletter at buttondown.email slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a Spotify review, or a Podchaser review. Consider donating to the show at patreon.com slash party of one podcast or ko-fi.com slash party of one podcast. Or, you know, recommend a friend, tell somebody about the show, give us love on social media. You can also head to bit.ly slash party of one merch to pick up a party of one t-shirt like the one that I am wearing at the time of this recording or a sticker or any number of other things. There's also a t-shirt that says Champ and Crowbar love each other, and I love that very much because Champ and Crowbar love each other very much. After you've done all of that, if you're looking for some other great podcasts, check out All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast in which every episode, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, spin it into an original fantasy character, and populate a shared universe one story at a time. And you can check out Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast, which is an award-winning actual play about a heartless witch, a cozy house, and the many people making their homes inside. You can find that at tinyurl.com slash podcast. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And, unless I am mistaken, which I don't believe that I am, I think that is all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember to self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Party on.